Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini Mo. Joining me today is Matt Monero, who's on a quest to help people get their financial house in order, get their mindset right, and put real life strategies in place to live what he calls your lifestyle by design. He believes that in order to do that, most people need more money. I think he's right. He's also the author of this book, You Need More Money, Wake Up and Solve Your Financial Problems Once and For All. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, you know, I got your book and I was like, what young millennial upstart wrote this nonsense when I saw the cover, right? But <laughs> And I've heard your comments about the hand, and I think they're hilarious, by the way. It is a little hairy, but <laughs> and not your hand. I get that. But but So I didn't know what I was getting into, but I, there was a part of me that was like, I'm kind of excited about what's in there. And so when I read it, I was like, oh my God, this is the kick in the pants. Mm. This is everything. Mm. And so... For our audience who is, I hope, waiting for their copy to arrive if you don't already have it, why do we need more money? Well, I mean, I think you summed it up. Um, we need more money to be able to live the lifestyle that we design for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the nice side of the book. That's the feel-good yeah. side of the book. The reality is that, you know, the book is the genesis of, our, of a family tragedy, and yeah. I, I can't get away from this tragedy. I was just in St. Louis this past weekend burying um, my wife's best friend. And, oh, um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was another sad uh, scenario. And I say this with love in my heart, but I paid for the funeral. So, I mean, yeah. I, I'm like, I, my life is just lately, my dad calls it the ratios of real life are starting to kick in, right? It's like, yeah, it, it's when the guy who runs three miles a day drops dead of a heart attack or the, the perfect couple, couple at the cocktail parties gets a divorce out of the blue, right? Yeah. Or, or, or the guy that we thought was only having one drink a night, you know, ends up checking into rehab. Right. It's the ratios of yeah. real life. And for me, the ratios of real life center around money and how people don't have enough of it. And, and mm-hmm. therefore, um, it, it stifles their lifestyle by design. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and there's so much shame around money that it's hard to talk about it openly. Yeah. And even with best friends, it's hard to be open about it. Yeah. And I liked that in the book, you had a really neat phrase. I'm in accumulation mode yeah. that, takes you out of being in a mindset of, I can't afford it, and puts you in a place of, yet, I can't afford it yet, and I'm, I'm in accumulation mode, I'm thinking toward the future. And I really like that. And those of you who watch the show, you guys know that I am a little stingy. I'm not stingy with praise about books, but I am stingy about the books that I say are among my favorites for the year. This is one of them. Mm. Look at this. These are bookmarks, things to go back to. I've dog-eared pages all over the... I mean, I've made notes. This is a fantastic book. It's no joke. Mm. And and it's not just like you need more cash. It's, it's, it's the beginning of a philosophy that I really believe in. When and, and it's something I talk about when I talk about exit planning, for example. So many business owners don't have a plan for not if, but when something happens to them. And that's why businesses tank. It's why family members fight over the ownership of the business and leadership and nobody knows what's going on and employees lose their jobs. And you're talking about this in, in almost a bigger way. Like it's not just, it's money. You need more money. 
You need more money. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. And I think, you know, people spend more time planning things that are ways to spend money. And nobody really thinks about (laughs) why do I need to accumulate money? And we need to accumulate money. We, you know, the, 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 the one thing I know for sure is that sooner or later, everyone has to come to grips with it. You either won or lost the game of money. And, um, and it's a, it's a really difficult topic to talk about. But through mm-hmm. the tragedy of my brother-in-law, it was empowering for me to be able to tell that story. And while I was beginning to tell yeah. his story, guess what? I started to tell my story too, right? I mean, I started yeah. from nothing. And um, I hope that people appreciate some of the transparency that I share in the book. I mean, I'm not afraid to talk about how I lied to my wife about our money situation and how she called me out on it. And yeah. then... And then how to really, the steps I took to fix it. And I think, I, honestly, I think anyone, if they follow those steps, can make a lot more money. Yeah. You know, in the book, you talk quite a bit about our networks and hanging, the people we spend time with. And you talk about not hanging around too much with people who have excuses and a broke mentality. And you say it's important to find and connect with people who support you and provide opportunities. Now, I'm good at connecting with the right people. But um, how do you find people who can provide you with opportunities or how do you ask for that? That's something I know women aren't really programmed to do. And a lot of people have trouble asking for help. So how do you do that? You're talking deal flow. You're talking investment opportunities. You're talking about how to, how does someone bring me a deal that I can invest in to make more money? Is that what you're, is that what you're, you're, you're well, suggesting? you were, you said it's important to have friends that can support you and provide you opportunities. Now I'm not sure what those opportunities are. Um, but, but say you're somebody who is in accumulation mode yeah. and you want to up your game. So you find the right people, but how do those relationships go from, I support you. I encourage you. Yes. I'm your mentor. Absolutely. To, I'd also like you to provide me with opportunity. What kinds of opportunities and how does that work? Yeah, so it's such a good question. It's such a big deal. How do we, fi- how do we open up the kimono to talk about, <laughs> right? And um, i tell you where it comes from. It comes mm-hmm. from having the money to be able to invest in the deal. Mm-hmm. Because you, you get to then leverage those relationships by simply saying, I've got a few bucks that I need to put to work. What mm-hmm. would you suggest? Ah. And, and those deals begin to happen. So, you know, I, I, I tried, Susan, to give people real milestones, right? I, I, yeah. Because I was always looking for these milestones. How do I know how I'm doing? And so we put the litmus test in the book, the one, three, five, ten. That's yeah. your where are you financially litmus test. That's a wake-up call for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that, unfortunately, that test gets harder as we get older, Right. Maybe yeah. people in our 20s have that, maybe even in our 30s. But once you start to put a 5X to it in your 40s or a 10X to it in your 50s, then it really begins to shed light on where we are. But yeah, um, I say in the book, $50,000 liquid cash is the only time that you can say that you're out of broke. Very hard f- for people to understand that or believe It's a big that. number. It's a big it's a- number. For a lot of people, that's especially you know solo entrepreneurs, people who work on their own. Yeah. That's that's a. It seems like a big number for a lot of people. But it's but it is the truth. Um, you know, we have to have a lot more than that to really be able to feel secure. Um, and then I go a step further and say that we really need a hundred thousand before we can begin 
to get into deals. And what I mean by the deals are opportunities to buy into maybe as a limited partner or maybe co-invest with someone or like I do with commercial real estate, I just ride other people's coattails. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that much about buying commercial real estate or managing commercial real estate or renting commercial real estate. I leave that to the experts. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is one of the most important things is where do we stand and then what do I need financially to be able to get to these milestones? And I tried to share my version of it. Look, I'm good friends with a guy named Grant Cardone. <laughs> Cardone thinks my numbers are stupid low, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I'm coming from nothing. And by the way, he's come from nothing too. So maybe he's yeah. right. But I tried, to, I tried to adjust it for people to begin to understand what real yeah. milestones were. I talk about in a book, you know, and, and I'm sure you remember it where you know, I remember saying to my wife, Rocky, we got 10,000 saved up. Can you believe it? We have 10,000. We were both just giddy about it. We couldn't believe it. It seemed yeah. like all the money in the world. Yeah. And, um, and so we have to come up with these certain milestones, these achievement levels. And mm-hmm. I tried to give people what I thought those were. And I tried to be as honest as I can. The reality is you need 50 grand before you're out of broke. You need 100 to get into deals. Yeah. And then the big the big thing is how much do you need to call it quits? And I don't think I can be um, outrageous enough to give that number to people because yeah. you've got to connect it to your lifestyle by design. Not everybody needs yeah. the same number to live a happy, healthy life. Okay, I'm going to ask you a bonus question, Matt. <laughs> I don't always, but I'm going to. Okay, so to achieve the kinds of things you talk about in this book, to make the kind of money you're talking about, it requires a lot of grit. Well, I, well, did I say the name of another book that you wrote? <laughs> uh, it, it requires determination yeah. because you have to look at that money in your account and not go, uh, oh, we have money for a big vacation yep. and not go, oh, we have money for the better car or oh, let's go buy a bigger house. You have to be, let's say, a little frugal and wise with your choices and stay the course. And, and I think that, that it's not just the temptation that's difficult, but also what are you giving up to get to that? And, and, and so there's a, you know, certain segment of society that says, don't work so hard that you miss your life. So on your deathbed, you go, wow, I no no one ever says, wow, I wish I worked harder. So how do you balance? Is there ever balance here? So you actually get time off, get to spend time with your family, et cetera. I think I'm one of the most balanced guys you could ever meet. I mean, um, I don't, there is no separation for me between Friday and Saturdays or Mm 6am or 6pm. I mean, I, 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 I I don't think that's how it should go. Um, so how do you, how do you get on the right track? You've got to find the right platform. It's the biggest, people have this really wrong. They especially have it wrong with millennials. Yeah. Everybody wants to climb hills. People mm-hmm. want to achieve that idea that people are lazy and all that sort of stuff. It's just wrong. It's not mm-hmm. true. People want to achieve. The problem is we achieve, we climb hills that are just too doggone small. And yeah. so when we achieve, we really didn't move the needle. And when Mm -hmm. it comes to earning more money, the way you achieve more is to make sure that you pick the right platform. So many people are in a business that they're incredibly passionate about and they want to achieve and they want to climb the hill, but it's a lousy business. It's never going to produce the income that they want. 
And then I try to give the readers an idea of, well, how do you know? This is how you know whether you're in the right platform. Is someone in that platform living the life that you want? Are they making the money that you want? Or like in my office, I just interviewed a guy for a sales job earlier and and he had read the book. And I said, I'm going to, you're going to interview with everyone else in this company. And you're going to see that someone who works 10 feet from you is making X number of dollars. And if you want that, you will work side by side by that person. That's yeah. how you know the platform's the right platform. Show me yeah. who's making the money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I thought that was such an astute question. And, and it can be hard in some fields to find the right role model, to find the person who's really doing it. And Certainly, you know, I think it's fair to say that in the coaching space and the guru space and the personality brand space, very difficult to know who's really doing it and who's got the really good facade. You think maybe they're doing it, but you don't really have proof to know. Yeah. It's, it's true. interesting. You got to go all the way to the top on that. I mean, if, yeah. if you're, you know, if you're in that space, you've got to, you got to follow whoever that person might be, whether it might be Mel Robbins. Yeah. You're familiar with Mel Robbins? I know that name. She's just crushing it. I mean, she's yeah. just killing it. You know, you got to go high. A, a Cardone, yeah. a Tony Robbins. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't have to question that those type of people have really made it. It's the middle that you got to worry about. And you don't want yeah. mentors from the middles. I was surrounded by it my whole life. And it cost me a decade of success taking advice from people who weren't high enough up on the income or lifestyle of food chain. And I, 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 it cost me a decade of thinking too small and running my business that way, right? Oh, if we grew, Hey, we grew 10% a year and the industry grew at 3%. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. So you went from a hundred grand in revenue to 110 grand in revenue. Geez, that Woo-hoo. helped you. That really helped you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good, good one. Right. Preaching to the choir here. I tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I, I wish I had more questions that I could ask. I mean, I have them, but I'm not allowed to ask them. So <laughs> well, where we can people find you? <laughs> it, it's Matt Monero on all social media platforms. Just type in okay. Matt Monero and find me. But we should do it again. And we'll do another two questions because I, yes. I would love in any way, shape, or form to help people figure this out. Because at the end of the day, Susan, yeah. um, you know, we're going to be faced with situations that money can fix. Yeah. And we just don't put enough attention on it. And uh, I've seen it so many times in my life. Money fixes problems and it helps people continue to move on. My brother-in-law, as you know, know, he died with no health insurance, no life insurance Mm -hmm. on a hundred bucks in a bank. Could you imagine if he had had for 50 bucks a month, he could have had a term life insurance policy that paid out a hundred grand. You imagine what that hundred grand would have done for his widow and his four kids. I know. It would have changed I thought, everything. I thought when I read that story, I thought, oh. <laughs> it would have changed everything for $50 yeah. a month. So everybody says, well, yeah. how am I going to get there? I'm telling you if, you, if you don't think you can get there, you can hedge your bet with a term life insurance policy. That's how you could fix some yeah. of your brokenness. Go get term life insurance. And I don't have any connection to it. Anybody Buy it from anybody you want. I don't even know who to recommend. But just go get some. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm glad that you said that about money being able to fix problems. I think... You know, when you when you hear a name like, you know, you need more money, the idea is, oh, that guy must be greedy or that must be about greed. And no, that's not what it's about. Money's not bad. Money does great things in the world. 
And I wish more people understood that, understood that it's not because you want more cars or more houses. If you want that, that's fine, but that's not the goal. The goal is it can do so much more. You can feed people, you can heal people, you can give them medicine, you can do whatever you want. And so you can have really lofty ambitions and that's okay. I agree. Matt, thank you for joining me today. I'm glad you're going to come back. I can't wait. Thanks, Susan. All right. Viewers, here's the book. Now we're going to have links down below so you can get your copy on Amazon. And again, this gets one of my top rated. This is one of the ones you absolutely should have. One of the best ones I've read so far this year. And we're halfway through. Who knows what could come, but this is on the list that you're going to see at the end of the year. Now we'll have links to that book as well as all of Matt's websites so you can find him. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. That's it. Oh man, we could have gone on for hours. How many people, how many guests say that? How many guests are like, damn, <laughs> I, I wanted to keep going. I think sometimes people are relieved because, you know, people are busy. I don't know. But mm. most of the time people are really happy and had a good time. So <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm so grateful for those nice words about it. I'm really and I know you mean it too, which is really I do. cool. So I really do. Thanks. Um <clears throat> Matt, I've had some success, but I'm definitely in accumulation mode. I know I'm capable of more. I'm trying to move up the food chain and make more money. I would like to improve my network. Do you have any suggestions for me? <laughs> well, um, the way you improve the network is by total and unbelievable transparency. You have to mm-hmm. literally fall on the sword and begin to ask people the tough questions of, I'm looking for a mentor. I'm looking to move up the food chain. Who should I know? Who should I talk to? And as I talk about in the book, it led yeah. me to my buddy, Rick Sapio, who he and I become really, really wonderful friends um, mm-hmm. because I kept asking. And I asked for months and months and months. And I even paid to go to some events in which I knew they were influencers there. And I'm not talking about mm-hmm. social media influencers. I'm talking about like real, for me, real business people. Yeah, um, and I lay, fell on the sword and said, "Here's what I'm looking. Here's why I'm here. I'm looking for people." Mm-hmm. And they would say, "Oh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, you got to meet my man Sapio. Dallas. Oh, you got to talk to Sapio." I'm like, "Who is this guy, Sapio? I never heard of this guy." Yeah. And then guess what? I called Rick Sapio, and he's like, "Sure. What day you want to meet?" And then I learned that you know, he's bought and sold 130 companies, and his whole yeah. environment is about, um, sure, you want to meet? Let's talk. I mean, he doesn't run the business. He doesn't, yeah. he's not in the business. He's just the owner of the business. And I began to say, oh my gosh, that's actually how it works. Big mindset chef. Yeah, he would say, of course. I mean, he's like, he's like, look at Richard Branson. I mean, Richard Branson doesn't run anything. He's just, right. he just owns it. And then he would go on and on and on with all these other examples of the same people. And you begin to say, you know, wow, that, that's total freedom, freedom of time, right? How, yeah. And, and I still struggle here. I mean, I work in my business every day. And, um, and I'm, not, I'm not out of my business yet because I love mm-hmm. my business. This business has produced, you know, what I needed for myself and for a lot of other people. So I yeah. want to keep that going. But you got to fall on the sword and be totally honest about it. You have to just lay down any of those um, preconceived notions that you may not be mm-hmm. good enough or that they're too good for me. I have never found that to be the case. The only the phonies are like that. The real ones yeah. are happy to help. Yeah. Um, so here's an interesting thing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Bradley mm. and um, Brad's team has reached out to me. They want me on Lightspeed, And I know it's their sales pitch, but they don't really, 
okay, so you hang out with these guys with the grant and, you know, Brad. And so, you know, that the environment is a little high on testosterone perhaps. <laughs> and so, um, I, I really like the idea of building some of the things that like Grant has built. Grant, I know I, Grant doesn't, I don't think remember me, but I know him from 10 years ago. Ooh, and so like, Grant. yeah, early Grant on Twitter, you know, and, and, um, so, and I actually coached a guy that, um, kind of wanted to be Grant, but wasn't, you know, doing it quite the right way. And so, um, and I think Grant was kind of trying to mentor him a little bit, but he ended up not being successful. But, um, but I, I really would like to, I really would like to be able to, you know, build something, but uh, I have I the right, say? I have the right person to introduce you to, and I'll do okay. the email introduction. Her name is Kendrick Shope. Do you know who Kendrick Shope is? No. I'll do the email introduction for you. Kendrick Shope has built an unbelievable tribe coaching people. Uh, she is out of Arkansas, of all places. Where are you out of? <laughs> I'm in Indiana. Okay. So she's yeah. in Arkansas. Uh, she has a multi-million dollar business. It's her and one assistant. I love that. And she has built online uh, training program. Mm -hmm. um, she's amazing. And I would love to do an introduction for that because I don't want to put yeah. words in your mouth, but I think you're saying that, you know, the... Um, the Bradley Vegas show may not really be what you feel comfortable with in the, in the path of growth. Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, I guess the, the, I guess the question is um, twofold. One, is there a place for someone of the feminine persuasion in that space? Yeah. Because that's a really dude space. Like that's bro world. And I, I can throw down like that, but it's not my sort of professional persona, the way that it's not the brand I've created. Uh -huh. And, you know, I, in my real, I mean, I, I, I don't know, maybe these should be more honest, but in my real life, I, I'm a, I talk like a trucker, but in my professional life, I don't swear ever on my show or in my posts. I'm very proper. And I don't know if it's because that's how I was raised, but that's what I do. So well, two examples, um, you know, on the big scene, it's Mel Robbins. Um, mm -hmm. She is the biggest, um, uh, and I, it doesn't, I mean, I don't see it this way, but uh, mm -hmm. obviously um, you're kind of looking at it this way, but she is the biggest female out there, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. In my opinion, I've watched Mel. She worked with Hank Norman, uh, very one of the guys I worked with very early on. And she has just exploded. She's just yeah. everywhere now, killing it. And she's uh, married with three children. And mm -hmm. she balances the whole thing. Um, and then there's Kendrick Shope, who's on the other side of things. She doesn't have that national presence, but she's built mm -hmm. an unbelievably profitable business for herself. Mm -hmm. um, and those might be two female extremes yeah. uh, for you. I know Mel, but not well enough to really do the introduction. But Kendrick, I know really well, and I'm happy to do that introduction for you guys. Um, and I was just, just one other thing. There is room in the space that you're referencing. Mm -hmm. And um, there's probably a lot of room right now for that yeah. person. Yeah. And um, so don't be afraid of it. Um, yeah. And by the way, Bradley is an absolute sweetheart. He's just, well, he's just a big softy. 
his sales guy said he was going to get me on the phone with Brad. But the, the reality is I don't really have, I'm not, I'm not in, I'm in accumulation mode and yeah. I'm not yet in a place where Lightspeed VT is something I can really yeah. invest in. Yeah. It's 25 um, grand. It's and, not. Yeah. And then they charge like 10 grand to do the scripting in their facility and stuff like that. By the way, yeah. the, you know, I would consider Lightspeed the Mercedes of that. The next yeah. one down would be there Kajabi, are, you know, Kajabi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kajabi's great. Um, yeah. And then there's a, there's a bunch of other ones. But um, so I, I'll do the introduction to Kendrick, and, and she'll okay. be happy to jump on a call and, and, and talk to you through it and answer some of those those questions. I mean, look, I'm a truck okay. finance guy, you know, um, who got a book deal. Uh, and I yeah. wrote a book. Um, and where it takes me, I don't really know. I mean, I don't have this grand plan for it. Um, I'm just, I'm just riding the wave that I think I was always supposed to be riding in the first place. Well, and you're, you're running with the big dogs, so you're not doing too bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there, I tell you, you were talking about, you know, the ability, your accountability piece, the greatest thing mm -hmm. that this journey has taken me on is the most amazing people that I've met. And it's not mm -hmm. about who's famous or not. I, I just think these guys are amazing guys. They're, they're mm. and women too. They're amazing. I have met the most amazing people on this journey. Yeah. Um, and that to me is the greatest part about it. How do you, how did I get so lucky to meet these wonderful people yeah. who happen to be, you know, doing stuff that I think is really cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. You know? Yeah. Well, all right. So I'll maybe, I'll be able to connect with these women and Maybe I can ask them the platform question because I've got a lot of confusion around that. And I frankly think that right this minute, I reading your book, I, I happen to have had a meeting yesterday with um, a guy that I'm working with to help me with my sales process and um, sort of the lead gen sales piece. And after that meeting, I was more confused than I was going in. And it was super frustrating because I actually think there's a really specific space that I want to be in. I'm just not quite sure how to get from here to there. And the conversation was more confusing than I thought it needed to be. And when I was done, I thought, okay, let's see what happened in this conversation. This guy's been really generous. He has not been charging me. He, he, I'm in this mastermind and he's helping me. And, but, um, but he was, okay, this is really weird, but he was making muffins in an oven and he, he went from here to over there and got the ovens out of the muffin. You know what that tells me? You are working out of a studio apartment. How am I taking advice from you? Yeah, that's a big piece. With all due respect, I can already sense that from our conversations, you're looking, but you're, 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 you're moving incrementally on this network thing. And I'm telling yeah. you, go, go way big. Yeah. Um, go way, way, way big. And, um, you know, my buddy Rick Sapio wrote a book called Who's in Your Room. And, yeah. You know, it's all about who do you let in and who do you repel. And it's so doggone important for us. How do we know? And the only way we know who to let in um, is through, through references and through yeah. real stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but by the way, there's a bunch of new guys that are coming out that, you know, maybe they are click funnel gurus. I mean, look at... Um, Look at um, who's the guy that was at, at Cardone's 10x that sold like three million dollars from the stage. Who, who's the number one guy in Click Funnels? He look at a real baby face, real young looking guy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not Brendan Burchard. It's um, it's the other guys, the Click Funnel, Click Funnel guru. Um, there are a lot of guys that do it. I made my money, yeah. and our company makes our money cold calling. 
across yeah. the country. I don't know about ClickFunnels. It's never worked for us. SEO yeah. hasn't done much for us. Pay-per-click hasn't done much for us. So, yeah. you know, I just know the old school way to do it. But for what you said today, Kendrick Shope is the perfect introduction. I can, I'm going to leave this studio. Perfect. I'm going right to my desk. I'm typing the email to include both of you on it. She is, the, she is amazing. Well, I'm sorry. You made me want to have a real studio so people could sign it, but I don't have anything for you to sign. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do hope you'll come back. Good. Uh, anytime. Thanks so much, Susan. Awesome. It was great to Thank meet you. Thank you, Matt. It was so nice to meet you. All right. Same here. Thanks. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.